Daddy Lady, the book club of love. Office hours. Hey, Vera Elizabeth. Hi, Barbara Ann. Barbara, we did something that we've never done before. What was it? We did Daddy Ladies Live. Yes! We did a live streaming feed on Instagram. How did you feel about it? I thought it was great. We didn't know if people were going to show up necessarily, so mm-hmm. we had, you know, our, our hair curling gimmick, which is something I'm never, ever going to do again. <laughs> and I say that because you'll hear during this, this sound. So that just happens all throughout. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as it turned out, I didn't need to curl your hair. People did show up. Yes. And they talked to us. We had three dudes. I love that. I know. Me too. I love that. I love that we had three dudes. Uh, three uh, loyal listeners. And they talked about... I'm going to... Can I say a little bit? Well, yeah, I guess. Sure. We're going to hear about toilet romance. Uh-huh. We're going to hear about professional cuddling. Yes. And we are going to hear about uh, Pokemon. Just a little bit. Uh, you know what? Pokemon, not a euphemism. <laughs> Pokemon and G.I. Joe. We're going to hear about how somebody found their soulmate doing exactly what they love doing. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And I love that soulmate because that soulmate was like, what's up? Like yeah. on, before the first date. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Um, and we're going to be doing more of these. We're going to do more Instagram lives. All you have to do, you can just tune in. We'll put up a thing on Instagram uh, so you can know when it's going to happen. So first of all, please join us on Instagram. Yes. Have I, have I said Instagram 20 times? Yes, I have. At... Uh, Daddy ladies. So follow us on Instagram and we put up announcements about when we're going to do it. And then you'll get a notification that we're going live. But you'll already know that because you will have read about it already. Just watch us chit chatting or you can request to join us. We had some trouble getting people uh, getting like just the technical problems. Yeah. Pokemon their head up. Yeah, they did. um, But I think it had to do with our friend Tammy using an Android phone. But and then we also this here's something I'm not going to do again, which is which is what we used to do during our slap booth, too, which was like volunteer people to come on no we won't do that <laughs> poor bosky i know i think you probably left right after we called yeah, you out but we, we won't call out people <laughs> anymore but we do want to chit chat with you and we're probably yeah. going to have pre-planned guests um pro- people that have been on before because i want to hear updates from lisa yeah. i want to hear updates from candace from jamie that's probably uh, of course sheila sheila Can yes not forget <laughs> sheila who we met in person yes did we mention that i think we did, did yeah we talked about um when have we talked about being at the Magic Castle? I can't remember, but I, we met Sheila and she was great. Yeah, yeah. So and you and you know what? Wait, Vera, do we have to qualify why we liked having dudes? Because you know what I mean. Yeah, explain it. Go ahead. Go ahead. You take it. <laughs> Over to you, BB. I mean, it's it's just for me. It's really heartening for one that this is a safe space for for dudes to talk about their experiences. Yeah. I love preaching to the choir. It's really comforting. <laughs> but it's also it's it's heartening and interesting and important I think to know that we're reaching people who don't look exactly like us, wienerly speaking or otherwise. Uh-huh. Yes. And and I hope it's a safe space for other men who want to maybe share their experiences. Maybe you can't do this on a dude date on dating mateys datey mateys datey mateys oh is that the boy version (laughs) datey mateys who's our our brother our brother podcast crap we're gonna have to do that now aren't we we're gonna we'll we'll with datey mateys yeah hello hey my name's uh that's as far as i got there i just i can't (laughs) even go any further than that Oh my! Jeff. Wait, wait. My name is. Oh fuck! What's her name? Who's the guy who wrote "Why Men Love Bitches"? <laughs> my name is uh, Sh- Sherry Sher- Ogoff. Sherry my Ogoff. name is Sherry Ogoff. I wrote this book. 
I just retired from the machine factory and I thought, why not write a book? You know, just my wife is like, why don't you get a hobby? So I wrote this book as a 22 year old woman. Exactly. I've been doing more research on Sherry and Barbara and I are actually at the point where we're a little frightened. We don't know how much further we can go. I did. I did another down the Sherry Argoff rabbit hole and uh, what I came up with was distressing. Yeah, so if we disappear, it's fucking sh- the Sherry Argoff cartel yeah. who's kidnapped us and made us be quiet because yeah. we're disrupting her industry, her multi-million dollar in bad advice industry. <laughs> no, seriously, if we disappear, it's because of Sherry. Yeah, it's, no, it's definitely because or, we're not joking at all. We're, or or any of the hundreds of other men that we've taken a shit on, rightfully so, on this podcast. Okay, what? Um, what, 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 what? So make sure you join us for our next Instagram live. We called it Office Hours. When's it When's it happening? I don't know. It's ha- It's just like this podcast. When's it happening? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I will definitely put up a little bit of a warning. Okay. Before our next one. Yeah. Yeah. So please join. We may not even see you because we are juggling stuff we're trying to look at the people popping up and we're trying to answer questions. We're trying we're, to keep We're gonna it going to pay attention to that a little bit more next time. Yeah. I'm going to, maybe we'll, we'll switch off who looks at the comments and who does the okay. chit chats. Okay. okay. All right. I so. bet you anything it's me doing the chit chats, isn't it? Oh yeah. Cause I was like almost completely silent doing yeah. the whole thing. Why well, yeah. I, I was curling your hair. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't think that I didn't notice what that was. I'm the shy one. Here I am filling the time by talking the... about things. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm okay. the shy one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Br- bravo once again to all our contributors. It was really touching to listen to it again. Just, I don't know, just see here, good men. Good men, we need you. Bye-bye. How's my hair today? It looks really good. Thanks. Yeah, it's really, um, it's brown. It's really brown. Would you say it's like hair or is it like more like spaghetti? No, it's definitely more like hair than spaghetti. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Oh shit. What's wrong? Someone actually joined. Hi. Hi, we're just brushing hair right now. Um, so I'm Barbara Ann. I'm Vera. And um this is this is Dady Ladies. Live. Live. So um if you'd like to join us, uh we're giving love advice today. Not that we know anything about giving love advice, but we do have some. We have a lot of books. There's some yeah. books mm-hmm. here that we um, we've we've referenced for our podcast. If you would like some love advice today, all you have to do is tell us which book you would like it from and and a page number, and then we'll find the appropriate advice for you. You know, I kind of need some advice, and I think this is probably one of my least favorite books ever. <laughs> so it's definitely the one I'm going to. Um, it's called Getting to I Do. It was written by um, a, a, a Catholic woman. But it is written by a Catholic woman. She still gives advice. It's Getting to I Do. It's, it's about, you know, how to find someone to marry you. I don't know. I've been really thinking about my third marriage, and I think it's about time. So... <laughs> um, what page? Somebody call out a page, please. You know, I'm just going to go with, like, 69. <laughs> Seven. Page 69. Thank you, Jason. Okay. It's, well, it's two votes for page 69, so it's got to be that. It's a, it's a page of questions, so... Are you the woman you think you are? So, Jason... Yeah, Jinx again. <laughs> you owe me another Coke. Takes two to 69 anyway. So, so this is if, if Jason Savvy is the woman he thinks it is? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's... Okay, we're settling on that. This is no longer about me. It's all about Jason. So yeah. Jason gets to answer these. Okay. So can you join us, Jason? Welcome! Welcome to Dady Ladies! Oh my god. You're on. We just have a couple of questions for you. Now, are you single? I'm single. Are you looking? Not actively, but able to be found. Okay. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know if you are the woman you think you are? I've always been the woman I think I am. 
Okay, well, we're about to find out if you know what you're talking about. Okay, so you like to masturbate, but your boyfriend feels insulted. What do you do? A, maintain your right to please yourself when alone. B, call him when you want sex. C, lie to him and allow both styles of sexual pleasure. And then I, I'd written in D, dump him, but that's not an official answer. So what would yours be? I think the serious answer is just A, maintain your autonomy to pleasure yourself. Exactly. It's not the jokey answer. It's probably not the joke. It's not probably not the answer people want, but. No, it's actually kind of a serious question. And I think the right answer was to give up some of your autonomy. Really? Well, the right answer according to the author. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Yeah. Okay, okay, next question, next question. I'll ask you two more. Okay, your car has broken down. What do you do? A, call your boyfriend and ask him to come get you. B, leave the car and take a bus or cab home. Call brother instead of your boyfriend? Um, yeah, you take a cab. Oh-ha. Uh -huh. You wouldn't call your partner. Okay, you take a cab. And it's so context-dependent, you know? But I would say, like, if it were in the middle of the day and my car broke down, I'd call a cab. The end. What? Okay, all right, interesting. But interesting. you certainly wouldn't call an Uber or a Lyft, because that would be, like, a modern solution. Right, this book has... I would call a Lyft. In fact, I would call a Lyft because I'm not about Uber. But, yeah, I would call it both. All right. Number... Last one. What's... The, your, you bro your sound broke up a little bit. What? I said you can either answer the last question or you can talk about the dream that you had about I me. will fully talk about the dream you were in. Okay, that's probably more interesting. Go ahead. Um, a couple of nights ago, I had a dream that I was in a house and it felt like it was a party. My recollection's a little hazy, which is why I texted you. I, I dream a lot. I dream every night. And whenever one of my friends shows up in my dream, I usually will text them right away. So it's kind of like a journal entry. And then like, I'll find that dream like a year later or like the next time I text the person, I'll see the, I'll see that I dreamt about them and I'll have forgotten at that point. Cause I'm like usually texting right what, half awake. So I texted you half awake saying you were in my dream. We made out next to a toilet. Like we were sitting on the floor laughing and we made out next to a toilet and it was really sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you run a dating podcast, Instagram profile, and then toilet moves. For anyone who doesn't know about toilet moves, it's my secret account. And it's photographs of me and my friends and other people. Toilet moves, thank you, Jeremy. Standing on toilets. And our percentage, we have way more followers than <laughs> members. So it's actually really flourishing. <laughs> so I was going to say, when, you, when I read the first line of that text, you had a dream about me. I was going to say, I think all dreams are supposed to be sex related. So that's kind of like pedestrian, whatever. Everyone knows that. But the fact that there was a toilet in there, too. <laughs> interpreting dreams like how did this dream make you feel because it's not literal right no i think so i think a lot about dreams since i dream every night and and i think just like when we're going through the day and we have intrusive thoughts and then we have moments of like absolute profound insight and then we have like you know everything in between those thoughts i don't think our subconscious is that different like when we're asleep 
I'm, I'm very selective about the things I look at before I go to bed. Like if I'm scrolling through social media or whatever, and I see something like that is upsetting, I'll turn it off because it will infect my subconscious and I'll have a dream or a nightmare about it. Hmm. So um, this wouldn't be, you know, like, and I usually dream in the morning. So anyhow, I have no idea where that came from, except that perhaps I was looking at Instagram before I went to bed and there were some posts, some recent posts or a toilet moves thing, or I don't know, mm. but I found it extremely amusing. Extremely <laughs> amusing. Okay. Yeah. And so in terms of meaning, like, I don't know how to interpret that because I've had dreams that have informed me making real moves, toilet and otherwise in the world where I've been like, oh, this is like, this is something that I need to do because my subconscious is informing my conscious mind through the dream space uh -huh. that I need to make a decision one way or the other regarding something or whatever. So um, yeah, I think that uh, it can, it can kind of run the gamut, but that dream made me feel extremely amused. Like I, w I woke up laughing my ass off. I thought it was hilarious Okay. because I find toilets repellent. <laughs> but like I think they're absolutely repellent so that there was like a cute semi you know physical context associated next to a toilet was really strange I woke up I thought I was like that was really strange and funny so that's how it made me feel like mirthful mirthful okay mirthful. yeah I find I have dreams where I'm making out with people I absolutely hate like I had a George Bush Jr. dream <laughs> Trump dream and <gasps> you dream. made out with them no but they were like interested in me like, they like we had a connection like some type of connection and I don't yeah I mean I was looking at Putin on a horse.com before I went to bed but I don't know what to do with that what do you think Barbara I really I've heard that every anyone in your dream it's a sexual dream like that's just that's, that's really troubling I have dreams about my family all the time no uh -huh. no, 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 you know what I mean. It's not clearly some people you dream about. It's not going to be, you know, sexual, but any. But they any, have a psychosexual component or it, it, it's somehow related to sexuality. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. I've heard don't ever tell people your dreams because that's like off the bat. It's supposed to be something related to wanting to bone. Wait, this is Freudian now. And Freud's kind of a dick. Yeah. Is he wrong, though? Is it a Freudian? It's a Freudian theory that, like, anytime you dream of anyone, it has some sort of sexual component? I'm reading right now. I thought it was everything in a dream is facets of yourself. Hmm. Maybe. Well, sure, because in a dream, you're, like, you in my dream wasn't you, obviously. It's my projection of you or my, you know, like, my experience of you. It's not you, obviously. Like, if I dream about my deceased brother, it's not him you know it's my projection of him okay although i have theories about that too if you just say if you if you dream about deceased people sometimes i feel like it's a visitation but like that aside you know if i so if i dream about someone any any one of us who dream about anyone it's obviously like our impression and projection of that person my subconscious obviously it has some associations barbara <laughs> like, okay we can talk we can text more about this later okay <laughs> Uh, so much for being our guest, Mr. Savvy. It's my pleasure. Um, I want to play myself out. Okay, yeah, play yourself out. I don't know how to get you. I'm just going to hang up. How do I do it? Oh, play. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm just going to play a chord and you can hang up on me. <laughs> Are you gone? No, <laughs> you didn't hang up. You got to hang up. I think you have to hang up. Okay. No, you hang up. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, cool. So next request to join, please. Who else would like to join us? And answer some questions um, about whether or not you're the woman you think you are.
I'm getting to, I do. If you're still there, Allison, I think I have some questions. I think I have some answers for you. All right, well, let's go to another book that we also hate. This one is called Why Lo Men Love Bitches. It, it is our most popular episode, um, which is pretty scary. <laughs> this book came out, well, this is, this is a picture of the author. We've talked about her a lot. Her name is Sherry Argoff, and she wrote this book when she was 22. For some reason, you can't find her anywhere on the internet. The only photo you can find is this one. We're not sure and why. that's normal for an author, right? To like not have any web presence. I think that's yeah. like, totally normal, you know, because you don't want to be able to be reachable and um, you, you, can't. Know, you don't want to be able to promote successfully. So I think it makes sense, mm -hmm. honestly, to be honest with you. Again, you don't make any public appearances. You don't yeah. make more money. You just sell your one book or your two books because there's also why men marry bitches. So um, I'm going to go to page 69, I guess, right? My question is, oh, is there, <laughs> it was actually written by Alan Thicke, Jeremy says. Thank oh. you. <laughs> um, I just, I feel like, you know, the pandemic is, is starting, things are starting to open up a little bit. We can't take that. Uh, it's not over, but you know, I'm starting to go out more and I want to meet people. I think that's the best way for me to find someone to date. Um, so I'm going to look meeting people, meeting people in real life. You okay, know, I don't okay. think, I don't think the apps are going to do it for me. Okay. I talked about that a lot. I think app dating is very hard. If anyone's had a really great experience, I'd love to hear. And, um, oh my gosh, Jeremy's on fire. <laughs> um, what is he not? Yeah. Jeremy, do you want to join us? You can do that while um, we can we can try and figure that out while I answer my first question about myself, which is how do I meet people in real life? What's the easiest way? So according to Sherry Argoff on page 69, she says, there's a sweet spot. When a man and a woman become lovers, there are still behaviors that differentiate the doormat and the dream girl. One of the biggest mistakes the nice girl makes is she competes with other women. Oh, I actually kind of agree with this oh, oh. a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh. She may ask him about another woman in the room. Is she pretty? Or she may be competing with whatever she thinks he fantasizes about. A model, a centerfold, a stripper, or a porn star. And to that I wrote, there's still people. They're still girls. <laughs> They're really people. Let's see. I, I have felt really nervous meeting people, Vera. I don't know. Like, I feel like we're starting over fresh in a way, you know? And I feel so insecure. And I think part of that has to do with comparing to who else I think is out there. Not that I would compare myself to another girl in the room. I don't know who, who really dump him. Thank you, Tammy. So, oh, Jeremy is reviewing, uh, asking to join. So I guess that's actually good advice. We got we to gotta give props to people when they do give advice. Give advice. Oh, oh! Hello! Hello! Hi! Hello! Hello. <laughs> Jeremy, how are you? I'm okay. Okay. COVID dodging. Yeah? Where are you, Jeremy? I'm in um, near Portland in Oregon City. Okay. Is it rainy there? Uh, not, I think it might be about to, but it hasn't so far today. Are you in a relationship? I have never. Never? Okay, wow. It's like the most painful aspect of my life. So yeah, it's fun. Have you had, are you the kind of person that crushes a lot or have you pursued anybody? How How's it worked out that you haven't had a relationship? Yeah, basically how it went is that I think I got a late start. We moved around every two or three years. Well, I guess you did some of that as well uh, with your animation uh, dad. I, I would try to connect with people in high school and uh, it would just be disastrous. Um, I mean, I actually had things happen like people pretend to be interested in me so they could laugh at me with their friends. And, oh my um, God! <laughs> yeah. 
film. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, I always had a weight issue, and so that was what was going on there. And that, that that's like one of the main reasons why. Um, but, of course, there's others. I mean, there are people who are heavy who have relationships. But in my, in my case, it is really undermine my self-confidence. Uh, yeah. I've, in college, I was just kind of felt really desperate to catch up, and that, that ruined everything just because every time I would try, I was just desperate to make something happen that I would ruin it. And, and, uh, and it was, I know it was all my fault. It was not, that's the thing I'm happy about is I'm not one of these uh, incel types who blames his problems on women. I, I, uh, I don't. <laughs> High school is really hard because you think it's like the entire world and it can really fuck you up. But, you know, because like your perspective when you're in high school is like, this, this is what everybody is like and it's not. Did you go far away for college or did you stay nearby? Uh, I went sort of, yeah, I went to Evergreen uh, where Matt Groening went. Not at the same time, obviously. It's kind of a free-spirited college where you, instead of grades, you do essay uh where you're grading yourself and grading the teacher, and then they do the same to you. And yeah, you know, the the high school thing reminds me that um, we've talked about this before. There was a guy who tortured me in high school. Uh, who like he and his friends set up this big poster campaign. I got oh, to see yeah. posters of me all over campus, like these awful things. And he was one of the ringleaders of it. And a couple years ago, like he found Vera on social media and they connected, whatever. And I was just, like, even just to see him, he makes my skin crawl. And he yeah. just recently friend requested me too. And to me, I can't not feel all those feelings mm -hmm. all over again. And like, mm -hmm. what an insult that he would think I would ever want to you know but to him he's probably like that's probably just a blip like he probably has no memory yeah, of that. Yeah. So. Probably think so everybody was like that in high school it's just one of those things we can laugh off you know <laughs> yeah so i'm you're not in something now are you looking to get into something now do you have someone that you are interested in um, i have um I'm on social security disability. I've got some uh, medical issues that I feel like I need to take care of before I seriously yeah. look, look around because it, I've got this horrible lymphedema that is really embarrassing and it covers up my torso, basically. It's not fun. Yeah, I need to get surgery on that. <laughs> do you have groups and stuff, even Facebook groups where you meet people? I do, I do have two groups, uh, some friends in one group, and then there's a local professional cuddler that I see sometimes, and she talk, has an online group. Uh, yeah, talk about them, if you could. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. No, she uh, been a gift to me because uh, it helped me get over some of my uh, fear just because um, she has, like, made me feel that I'm more normal than I felt like before, and that uh, also she just thinks that, because I'm bigger, that it's more cuddly or whatever. And I'm, I'm of course, there's doubts in your head. Oh, gosh, she's just trying to be nice or whatever. But, um, yeah, it, it's been, I feel like those have been, the sessions have been, like, the happiest times of my life because that's what I want to experience. And, that's amazing. How long have you been seeing the cuddle? Oh, man, probably at least five years. But I can only see her a few times a year because it's expensive. I mean, it's a dollar a minute, which isn't too bad, actually. But... I think it's Amsterdam, maybe, where they that's covered under disability, right? Something like that. Do you know? I think I've heard that. Yeah. It should be. I mean, like human touch. You can't go too long without human touch. You really need it. Yeah. I think there's a lot more people that can relate to that now uh, in terms of the pandemic. Yeah. I I would have been in that boat. Mm -hmm. 
had children I could force to hug me. <laughs> it really has gotten to me. Yeah. The first time I got a massage, like a year into it, I did not know what to do with myself. And I'm not, I'm someone who's very physical and just getting massage was like, just blew my mind. Yeah. Relate to that. I think a lot of people probably can. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't, who are in my boat at least don't want to talk about it because it's too embarrassing. And I've got a friend who has gone to the same cuddler and is in the same situation, but he doesn't want me to tell anybody else, but I'm more open about it. I wish more people talked about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to do what's at your comfort level, but I think it's completely normal that you would want to be cuddled or touched. Yeah. And, you know, there has to be some amount of security in that too, because you know that this person is dependable. You can yeah, the huge part of it that helped me do it was that she is so um, scrupulous about boundaries and doesn't accept tips and does just keeps it all... all it just made it really easy to know that there's not no expectation that anything could ever happen between us. So it just keeps it very simple and I don't have to get uh, worked up thinking about, oh, oh, this is my chance for something to happen, whatever. How long are cuddle sessions? It all depends on how much you're willing to pay. You know, uh, I, I have done three hours, my longest. Um, you don't get bored? <laughs> No, I am I could go on longer, probably. Amazing. I make playlists for it, and um, so I can tell by the progression of the music, like, where we are and how much time I have left. <laughs> wow. Hey, for someone who doesn't know who would like to do this and doesn't know even where to start, what would you tell that person? Um, well, um, probably look up professional cuddlers in your area whatever on google i think somebody's experience would probably have a good deal to do with the person because there's uh, some people are better at interacting with other people than others and uh, are there review sites for those or yelp for cuddling i think there's a there's some network i think cuddlist or something like that and i think there might be reviews on that but she's not affiliated with that I, I she just happens to live here but she's gotten a lot of attention she was on america's got talent and cuddled neil patrick harris on there and <laughs> he didn't like it <laughs> really no are there techniques or what what is a cuddle session like yeah she she has like 60 or more positions that she has a in a booklet where you can pick things out from yeah it, it's basically you go and you have a introductory conversation which she actually doesn't charge for just to say hi and um, all that and then if you have any pain or anything not to touch something you know then there's a cool down period afterwards reintroduce you back to normal life yeah yeah because afterwards she calls it cuddle brain or whatever you kind of you get all of these endorphins and is it at the client's house or is it at her house? Yeah, originally was um, client's houses and uh, she like took self-defense courses and all sorts of stuff and would screen people in public first. Then she got a business. She's had three different places and um, right now it's just one person studio because all of this COVID completely messed everything up. What else would we need to know about it? I have a million questions. She does both men and women uh, and she cuddled with 
with Amanda Palmer at one point. <laughs> if you're familiar, <laughs> she used to have a male cuddler on staff. Um, she had several cuddlers, but none of them are working right now. And um, basically, there's videos you can watch online, like profiling her. Her name is Samantha Hess. Her business is called Cuddle Up to Me. And she's in Portland? Yeah, yeah. Wow, this is fascinating. Yeah, no, it's a blessing to my life. Um, although, you know, my friend who did it, he had the, the reaction that I was afraid I might, which is that it made him more depressed that he was alone. Fortunately, I have not had that problem that I am grateful for having this. Do you have a session coming up? No, but uh, this group I'm in with her, we meet three times a week on Zoom. And uh, there's one is a game night, one is a therapy uh, sharing night with different people. And, and then there's one where we co-work, do our own projects on Zoom. So I see her a lot, but the sessions are like, probably won't see her again for a month or two. So you really figured out how to still be social during the pandemic. I think that's really Yeah, definitely. It's, it's helped a lot. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. We meet you in sort of person. Yeah, likewise. Thank yeah. you. We appreciate oh. Incredibly humorous comment. Well, same goes for your podcast, definitely. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Right. Welcome back to your audience. Bye. All right. So wow, I wanted to have <laughs> I wanted to have a goofy um live stream, but Jeremy really touched a nerve with that. Um yeah, that was really beautiful. Thank you for Yeah, thank me. you for you didn't seem like it uh it was a big deal to talk about it, but I'm sure it was. Okay, more advice. Anyone else? Anyone else have a question? Would someone like to pose a question? You don't have to join us. You can just ask a question. We have some really bad books. We have some amazing books. This is Aaron Tillman's book. We talk about this all the time. Uh, it's a consent guidebook. People still don't understand what consent is. It comes up all the time, how to respect boundaries. One of the best pieces of advice in, in this book is to ask before you kiss somebody. And I think it's brilliant because I've sat on the couch with people so many times and that awkward lunge, it's just, it's the worst. It never turns out well. So if you just ask somebody to, to kiss you, like, is it okay? Or would you like to kiss? That would take out so much of the pain and anguish and awkwardness. So that advice alone is is why you would. Okay, hi. Oh yes, join us then, Ciro. You don't have to have read any of these. We're just gonna chat with you about all the awesome artwork you've done, Ciro. Let's see. Hi! Yay! Hi! Hey! How are you? Good, how are you? It's so nice to see you! Nice to see you too! Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, I'm uh, Ciro Casanova, I'm a graphic designer in Cincinnati, Ohio, but I work with a Portland company called Intuitive Design. I'm also a freelance artist, and I'm a huge fan of these two wonderful ladies, and I've drawn them a couple of times, and of course my favorite drawing has been the Crimson Twins, and what I didn't know was that their father directed a lot of the wonderful episodes of G.I. Joe. And in my little studio area and uh, where I do a lot of my work and it just happens to be also like where I have all my G.I. Joe stuff, so. That's awesome, I can see them. What are the packages behind the left side of your head? Oh, those are the Conquest, Sky Striker, a couple of classified ones, uh, my USS flag and a bunch of vehicles that go with it. And then I got my two masks up here and I got like my little drawing area here where I teach kids how to draw Pokemon and stuff like that. I I teach, uh, I want to say like my youngest was about five and then my age range on out school is between like seven and 12. 
And I have two classes. One is how to draw superheroes, which is Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And the other one is how to draw Pokemon, which is a little later in the evening. Those are Thursdays and Fridays. And also the same about same age range. But like I break it up to like drawing shapes and lines and then detailing everything so they can get like, you know, the final result with their the Pokemon that they want to get. And this week we did uh, Mega Gyarados. Um, do you have, you don't have the art, any of the artwork that you've done of us available, do you? I do. Hold on one second. There you go. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the weird part was, like, I did that, like, just out of nowhere, where I was just, like, big G.I. Joe fan. I'm like, oh, like, I know two twins that would be awesome for this. So you're happily married. I am. Do you want us to just give you some advice anyway? You can. And as a high school teacher, I always gave my art students and my digital photography students the sort of same idea. Like before you go out and photograph anybody, you got to get their consent. And I know they see these things on TikTok where people walk up and they start photographing or start drawing or whatever. Like I always tell them like some of those are already staged. No one's going to go up to just some random person and just be like, I'm going to take your photo right now. It's not just for relationships, but also like it's for your own professional courtesy. I think even with like with, with the two of you, I probably asked and that's kind of important, especially when it comes to relationships. When I dated, I've never like went in for it. I've always like sort of like felt the waters, see where was going, but like sometimes it would be like, hey, could I may I kiss you? Is that like where this is going kind of thing? Yeah. Is that where this is going? <laughs> yeah. And it was the same thing with like with Christina too. My wife, like that's how like our relationship actually began because out of the blue, she just like, where are you going with this? Like she didn't want to date me until like she knew that it was going to be a relationship that I wasn't going to whatever. Like, you know, she gave me like 20 questions that I had to answer and all that. How long had you been dating when this came up? I met her at a toy store because I was, I'm like a huge toy person. <laughs> and I was buying G.I. Joe's at the time too. And I, I like, you know, I got her, her email. She didn't give me her phone number. I got her email and emailed her if she wanted to go hang out sometime. And then she didn't message me for a while. Then I got an email with her phone number asking me to call her and I called her and like one of the first questions I remember was like well what do you want out of this you want to be friends this is going to go somewhere are we going to get married and I was like please slow down because that's a lot of questions for me she's like no like I really like but what I didn't know is that she was coming out of a really bad relationship at that point too so she didn't want to get played again and I completely respected that so I was just like listen I want to start with friendship because that's a good place to start but yeah, I would love, like, if everything went well, that, like, I said, like, hey, I really want to see you again. Can we go on a date? I want to make sure I make a good impression. And if things go well, I may ask if I could kiss you, and I hope you'd say yes. And I guess you really liked those answers, and we actually ended up dating. And we ended up uh, dating for the rest of our lives after that. And so, but yeah, like, I think it, it's always good to, like, get consent. Like, I, I, We don't talk as much to men as we do to women who bounce ideas on them. I'm talking about us um, but there it seems like there's this kind of like men are raised often to assume that if they don't get the girl like it's something to continue pursuing mm. well that's every 80s movie ever it, it is yeah but it's also every like 40s movie it's a trope you know like you got to get the girl and, and then eventually you know like once the woman is shown you know and i'm talking about of course straight couples this you you just like in order to be a man you have to do that like you just assume that you have to continue continue pursuing so i mean do you feel like you were raised with that at all and it's something that you decide like consciously moved away from or do you see your friends like other male friends yes and no 
I think it was like the culture at that time, like, you know, being an 80s and 90s child, you saw, you see a lot of that in movies. That was always sort of like the expectation of the culture. Not so much with my parents, like my parents were traditional uh, Hispanic growing up, you know, you respect women. My father was a, a really good role model when it came to like how to respect women's boundaries, especially with like with my mom, the relationship he had my mom was was amazing. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember, I'm not going to say his name because I haven't, I haven't spoken to him in a very long time. But like, I remember having this really great friend who worked with me and went to school. And he had that mindset of like, I have to get the girl, I have to get the girl, I have to get the girl. And, and I'm always giving him advice. It's like, dude, at one point, like, if she says no, you just gotta back away, like it's done. Then like, give yourself some time. And if there's another spark somewhere else, like, try that you know but he had this sort of mentality of like no like this one girl gave me attention i'm gonna do everything i can to like get that girl and like when he would fail he would feel that like the girl was wrong rather than accepting the fact that he was just trying too hard uh so yeah so seeing the how the culture was like with him it was just it was just like that night he was supposed to be my best man and like after a while like he instead of going to our wedding he decided that like he needed to pursue this girl that lived in another state I was like, you're going to blow me off to try to get this one girl. And then, of course, he failed and blamed the girl for it. And I'm just like, dude, we're done, man. Yeah, before Christina, like, I was previously married. And even then, like, after my first divorce, I had uh, I dated and had girlfriends. It was the same thing, too. Like, if I felt or if I could blatantly know that, like, she was not interested, then we'll be friends. And that's it. You know, I had a lot more female friends than anything else. So I was more influenced on like the way that like women felt when it came to like men pursuing them and all, you know, you hear those awful stories of like how guys just like they don't give up and they, they don't take the hint and all that. So yeah, I think like after a while, like I was just like, I don't want to be that guy. But it's hard, especially these days, like I don't really, I don't really get to see too many of my male friends. So I don't know what they're doing. But I guess with like that one friend, I, I always felt like in the end, like I probably could have get, gotten him to like understand that can't just be like Pepe Le Pew. Like you, yeah. you got to stop. If she if she already told you like that it's not going anywhere, dude, I'm telling you right now, there's not a single thing you're going to say that's going to change your mind. So like, just chill. But you know, he chose his path uh, and everything. And so I'm not really sure what he's doing now. But I, I would really hope that he had changed his view on things as uh, as he got older. It seems, sounds like a really difficult way to live, you know, like constantly pursuing people who are rejecting you. That's that's got. But it's like it sounds like it's almost like I got to get the next best job. It's it it's it's a thing. It's like a goal oriented. It could apply to anything. It's like I got to have a culture. Yeah. I guess. it's conquest. Yeah, that, that's. I think that's a term we got from Aaron's book, right? Well, okay. it was so great talking to you. Yeah, it's great seeing you. I loved your too. art for so long. It's so beautiful. Uh, thank you. I haven't had a chance to draw anything new, and um, I'm actually like sort of like in a big artist block. Like, I don't know if I want to continue like drawing pinups or drawing GI Joe or drawing this, drawing that. So, draw, draw us. I don't know how you find the time to do it because you have two kids and you have a regular job and you have all your inspired artwork that you're doing. You are just amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Yeah, anytime. All right. Have a good, Bye. Good Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, should we wrap it up then? Yeah. Well, this has been weird and fun. Yeah. We're so appreciative of everyone who joined us. Look, I got halfway through her hair. I, I guess I chose... Uh, no, don't do that. Don't do oh, that. sorry. I gotta finish it. I, I chose the loudest um, <laughs> hair. I know Jeremy's one. telling us something really vulnerable and all I hear is... <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> this is so weird for us because our podcast is so heavily edited. I know. And um, usually if I can't find the words, she'll cut that part out. Yeah. But 
instead just you guys get to see me go uh, thank you thank you for sticking with us yeah those that have and we'll be back we're gonna do this again yeah i don't know i'm really appreciating the the vulnerability like sharing with us i it's i amazing. think i think it's so important because then people feel connected and then you're not ruled by shame yeah. which is so insidious I, I feel we both work in entertainment and i keep saying this like i want to get out of entertainment and just do something that will help the world you know what i mean yeah so help me help the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> help us help you help her help the world yeah if you could do that for us yeah and be entertaining so it like yeah. kind of satisfies that too uh, hi rod thanks for joining us who else so many great people oh george george do you want to um in in 30 seconds talk about how um you asked me to prom or, <laughs> and is, do we have enough time and then and then later i licked 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 your face like catwoman um save it for next on, time. on save, a dare save it for next time save we'll talk about that later time. yeah join oh, us okay. next time george we'll talk about uh prom okay okay All right. well not prom but not but the prom. catwoman well, thing yeah the the catwoman thing, thing. Yeah. okay okay right. we're gonna end this Okay. Bye! Thank bye you bye. so much! Bye-bye. Bye! bye. bye. <laughs> hit the, I think we gotta hit the... Okay. Is it? Nothing? Yeah. Alright, yeah. bye. Okay, bye. Join us on Instagram at Daily Ladies and at the Pooh Bell Twins. You can also give us money on Cash App. Dollar sign Daily Ladies. You can also give us a five-star rating whenever you listen on podcast. Also, you can give us a great review. Thanks a lot! Bye-bye!